So how is your heart doing, is the question today. Have you taken sides? Are you feeling the tension in relationships? Are you making judgments? Answer that question in your own heart for a moment. You see, when our hearts start to take sides and we create judgments, and if our opinions become our positions, and they become more important than people. Now, let me say that again. When, when our positions and our opinions become more important than people, our relationships will start to erode away. And division sets in. And honestly, it makes you want to pull your hair out sometimes when you feel that tension, right? Do you feel like that? Do you feel like that sometimes? <laughs> oh, make it stop. <laughs> The holiday season is upon us. I can't believe it. I, was, uh, I don't do this very often, but my wife and I went on a date and we went clothes shopping together. Yes, it is a new vest I'm wearing today. Thank you very much. And uh, we enjoyed our time together, but the stores are filled with holiday decor, are they not? And you're starting to hear Christmas songs, and, but yet Thanksgiving is the first holiday, right, that we're going to experience together. That's why we're going to choose thankful. We're getting there today. Today, I'm going to talk about how thankfulness overcomes division. How thankfulness overcomes division. And we realize that um, in a world that wants to seem divided, and when we come into our holiday season, which family conversations might be ripe for division amongst the holiday gathering, right? There's lots to talk about. There is COVID to talk about, what you think is real, not real, what you agree with or don't agree with. You have the presidential election to talk about, and you might be thinking, we're not going there on that one, right? Because that's a hot topic. Or the economy, there's just so much to talk about this year. And if we're not careful, your opinion and your position, if it becomes more important than the people that you hang out with, will begin to create division. And today, I, I want to encourage you that this can be your best holiday season yet. And I'll tell you why. And I'll help you along the way. See, we, we can't let your temporary strong opinions impede the important lifelong relationships that you've been entrusted with. You know, it's easy to agree with people who agree with you, right? Right? Because after all, we're right, <laughs> right? <laughs> and we think we're right. And so we want to be around people who think the way we think. But how about people who think so differently than us? Can we still have a loving relationship? So I want to be clear. I'm not talking about taking a stand and dividing good from evil. This is, what, this is not the topic today. Because actually in 2 Timothy 2.15 it says, we are to rightly divide the truth. We're to rightly divide the truth, which will separate evil from good. I'm talking about a relationship. I think sometimes we can start looking at evil around, and even people who believe in evil things, and then start making that person evil, which that person is not evil. We have an enemy who's evil, Yes. And we want to make sure that we don't forget why Jesus went to the cross and that we don't forget what Jesus has done for us because we were very much entrenched in 
our own sin, our own evil ways when Jesus found us. In Galatians chapter 5, there's a great um, verse about the things of not to experience the kingdom of God. Remember what we said the kingdom of God is? It's in a place where we find God's peace and God's presence is where the kingdom of God resides. The kingdom of God is not when you die and go to heaven. Well, there is the kingdom of God there, but the kingdom of God is also to be lived here and now. Galatians 5.19 gives a whole list. Now, the works of the flesh, can you say flesh? In other words, that's, remember we talked about that last week too, that's where our desires come from, our fleshly desires Now, the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So I'm going to focus on divisions today. If you are creating divisions in your relationships, you're actually not living in the kingdom of God. You will not experience the peace and presence of God if you're going around creating divisions in your relationships. Today, I'm going to help us understand how do we guard our hearts to prevent ourselves from going there, because if you're anything like me, You probably have an opinion, and you'd love to share that with people. And sometimes that gets us into some hot water. (laughs) But I want us to choose thankful. That I'm going to choose thankful this holiday season. Because there's something in thankfulness that keeps our hearts soft to not be so strong in trying to make our points and trying to push our way and trying to hold a position. It keeps our hearts to say, you know what, what's more important is a relationship. I choose thankful. Harvard Medical School published an article on thankfulness and health, and it says this. It turns out that being thankful can have many positive health effects. Studies show that practicing gratitude can lead to more intimate and connected relationships, less depression, more motivation and engagement, and better overall mental well-being. Do we need some mental well-being here? (laughs) Do we need less depression? Do we need more motivation and engagement? Do we want more connected, intimate relationships? And the answer is yes, we do. But it starts, here science is telling us, by the way, science, all science does is give evidence to what, um, how God created us. So I'm all for science because it always points us to Jesus. So here's the attitude. We need to be thankful. I choose thankful. So tell this person beside you. Um, something that you're thankful for. Take a few moments. If you're at home and if you're with somebody uh, in your home, turn to them and say, this is what I'm thankful for. If you're at home and all you have is a pet, talk to your pet. I know they won't talk back, but you can talk to them. Go for it right now. What are you thankful for?
Oh, some of you took uh, me up on this. Other ones are being a little shy. But did you feel the room? We felt more connected. We felt maybe a little bit less. Uh, don't groan. This is a good time right now. So here we are. There's three things that I want us to focus on. And I just love the way the Holy Spirit works because Soraya did not know that the message that was going to be spoken to you today, we're going to be talking about the past, present, and the future. Thank you, Jesus. So the first step I want us to think about, and this is going to help you through the holidays with your relationships, is one, be grateful for the past. If you're taking notes, now would be a great thing to take a note on. Be grateful for the past. Daniel 2, um, chapter 2, verse um, 23. Now remember, Daniel was in captivity. Life is bad for Daniel, can be bad for Daniel. Um, but yet he turns to God and he says, I thank and praise you, God of my ancestors. You have given me wisdom and power. You have made known to me what we asked of you. Now, God of my ancestors, he's thinking about his forefathers. He's thinking about what his forefathers did. He's thinking about his past. He's thinking about the faithfulness of God in the past. Be grateful for your past. Number two, be thankful for the present. Be thankful for the present. Colossians 3, 15 through 17 says this, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. Be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks to God the Father through Him. So you just practice that a little bit here today. Be thankful for the present. There are so many things to be thankful for. Just look around, contemplate, think about that. And it's amazing when you do, all of a sudden, the negative things of this world begin to drop off of you. But I love how that verse talks about the focus of, talk to Jesus about what you're thankful for, because all good and perfect gifts come from Him, right? Number three. Oh, I got a great quote for you. Acknowledging the good you already have in your life is the foundation of all abundance. Eckhart Tolle said this, but let me read it to you again. Acknowledging the good that you already have, present, you have it today. Acknowledging the good you already have in your life is the foundation for all abundance. Number three, be hopeful for the future. Be hopeful for the future. We know this verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, to not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. 
And anybody in the world today is kind of like, I am thankful that God has good plans for me and he has a good future for me because the world is looking a little bleak. But it's all not so bad, church. You have your health. You have a church family. You have Jesus who is your king, your provider, your protector. Man, we have so much to be looking forward to in our future because God says your future is bright. (laughs) I can hear an amen on that one. Your future is bright. Psalm 104 through 5. I love the Psalms. I don't spend a lot of time in there, but I've been more inclined to, especially in this season, the Psalms help really refocus us in a good place. But it says, enter his courts with praise. We've done that this morning. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His love endures forever, not today, not in the past, forever in the future. That's why you have a good future, because he's going to keep loving you in the future. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. You see, you just didn't arrive on the scene in 2020, COVID land, in presidential election chaos, and this was like, hmm, I wonder what we're going to do with these people now. No, God God already knew that you would be alive during this time, and he prepared you. You you have a future, and by the way, past generations have been praying for you, and you're going to be praying for future generations because his faithfulness continues through all generations. But we have to overcome the desire to be right and be grateful for the past, thankful for the present, and to be hopeful for the future, to tear down the walls of division. There's a connection here. I'm going to be building it for us. James 1.14 says this, but each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desires. Remember, we said desires are formed in our heart, and this is where our fleshly desires can come from. But when each person is tempted, when he's lured and enticed by his own desires, when desire, when it is conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's fully grown, does what? brings forth death. We've got to guard our hearts. We've got to guard our hearts. We've got to be watchful this holiday season. We've got to be watchful in this time. And, and I want to let you know, if you're so inclined to make your strong opinions known on social media, it's not always your friend. That platform is not always your friend. Your strong opinion is not always your friend. I would encourage you to understand is when each person is tempted to post a strong opinion on social media and is lured and enticed by his own desire to be right, and when desire has conceived and you type those words and it gives birth <laughs> to sin, and it's fully grown, gives way to death. Not everything you post, by the way, is that way, but 
you know what I'm talking about. Okay, so here we are. You're at a family gathering. Let's just play this out a little bit, okay? Thanksgiving is right around the corner, week and a half away. You're at a family gathering, and all of a sudden, a family member wants to um, talk about politics. And, you know, there used to be back in the day, there was like, there's a couple things you didn't talk about. You didn't talk about politics. You didn't talk about money. Uh, you definitely didn't talk about sex, right? Some of those hot topics. But today, it seems like everything's free game, so I, I want to prepare you that maybe politics might be brought up in your family gatherings. So let's play this out. So be grateful for the past. So when somebody wants to bring up something about politics, you know, you can go here. You know what? Our forefathers established one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. By the way, aren't we thankful for that? One nation under God. Not divided, indivisible, with liberty, with freedom and justice for all. And we can say, aren't we thankful for our ancestors who fought for our freedom, that we get to live in a place like this? Aren't you grateful for the freedoms we have today because of the past sacrifices? Okay, so we've talked about we're grateful for the past. What does that do to the conversation about politics? Oh, yeah, we are, we are grateful for the past. Oh, we are one nation indivisible. Yeah. Let's consider that together. Okay. Be thankful for the present. So, you know, the conversation keeps going. Let me tell you all the conspiracy theories about this election being stolen and, you know, the conversation is going to go wild. You know, I am just so thankful. I'm thankful for the present. I'm so thankful there's a process to help us to determine a winner in a close election like this? If either side wins, we'll continue to pray for them because that's what God has asked us to do, is to pray for our leaders. And we thank you, God, that you have given us a a democracy where there's freedom of expression. You see, when we begin to be thankful for what God has already given us, it takes away the tension and the uh, sting of a conversation that can easily go sideways when you want to make your opinion known and you want to claim all of these things you want to claim because you're right, right? (laughs) Okay, hopeful for the future. Hopeful for the future. So, hey, you know, again, political conversations going on. You're not taking the bait, by the way. Um, And then you can just go right here, you know, Hopeful for the future. You know, I know Jesus is still on his throne. Can I hear an amen on that one? And he's always faithful. I'm hopeful we can work through our differences and that we can keep our eyes on the places that really matter. See, wow, we just walk through this, hey, grateful for the past, thankful for the present, hopeful for the future. You see, if we don't guard our hearts Our actions and attitudes will not reflect the light of Christ. And and this is really what's important. I'm just not giving you tips and tricks to get through, to not have conflict in your relationships. The whole point of it is that you get to be a witness of who Jesus Christ is and that you're a light to people around you. 
That's why in Proverbs 4.23, it says, Guard your heart above all things, for everything you do flows from it. Everything you do flows from it. So I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story because here's another person that actually had strong opinions, strong prejudices, and it took a vision for God to dismantle some of the things that he brought up where he thought he was right. The Apostle Peter. After Jesus' death and resurrection, after Peter denied Jesus three times, uh, Jesus reinstated him three times. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Interestingly enough, um, Peter needed uh, this vision uh, to be able to uh, understand what God's heart is for people. So here he is, uh, Peter, a Jew, a faithful, devout Jew, um, has a vision of a sheet coming down. You'll see a picture there. And on, in that sheet is, um, is a bunch of unclean, Jewish unclean animals. And in this vision, God is telling Peter, kill and eat. Eat those animals. And Peter's, I'm a Jew. I can never do that. I would never do that. Do you know that's unclean? God has to tell him three times. Interesting, these threes. Denied Jesus three times. Reinstated three times. God tells him three times, eat. (laughs) Get the picture, Peter. And all this was was a setup to realize that um, Cornelius, Peter would go visit Cornelius. Cornelius is a Roman soldier, a Gentile, and Jews thought Gentiles were unclean. Because after all, don't you know the Jews have the right way of looking at it? Don't you know us Christians, we have the right way of looking at it? Don't you know us political party has the right way of looking at it? Don't you know that we have the right way of looking at life and what God thinks? And sometimes it just needs a revelation to see what God sees. Interestingly enough, Peter then is summoned. So Cornelius also realizes that he's longing to find a relationship with with God through Jesus Christ and summons Peter to his house. And Peter's in this dilemma and God reveals himself through this vision or dream of this, don't call something unclean that I have made clean. In other words, don't be looking at other people who have a different way of living and a different life and a different point of view and start to make judgments against them and somehow I can't be in relationship with them because of that and God is helping us to reframe that and reshape that and he's saying, so he, Peter goes to Cornelius' house, Cornelius has gathered his family and here it is that Peter gets to share the message of Jesus Christ to Cornelius and his entire family is saved that day. See, what is God doing in our world today? What is he setting up for us? But the moment that we are so strong opinionated that we have built our framework of how we see things, that we're unwilling to engage in relationships with people who are hungry for the truth, who are hungry to, like, would you just tell me about the peace that you have, the hope that you have, But as long as we are so focused on being right, we never have a chance to talk about who Jesus is. Or if our hearts are so entangled in 
in the conflict of the moment of, uh, of these dialogues, but when we are grateful for the past, when we're thankful for the present, and when we're hopeful for the future, it keeps our hearts soft and tender to be aware of what the Holy Spirit is doing in our relationships. The connection to the thankful is really to keep our hearts guarded and so we can hear what the Holy Spirit is doing in our relationships. See, when we choose to be thankful, grateful, thankful, and hopeful, we can bring the light of Jesus into our relationships. I want you to think about your holiday gatherings this year. Whether it's Thanksgiving, whether it's moving into the Christmas season, whether it is with your family, whether it is with your friends, I wonder what the Holy Spirit is doing in working in those relationships to set you up for some Jesus conversations. See, because Jesus lives, we have hope to be sharing with a world who is asking, what hope do we have? (laughs) But as long as we continue to want to make our points, want to make our positions that create divisions, we may lose the opportunity to share the hope of Jesus Christ. So here's some practical tips before you enter your family gatherings coming up in Thanksgiving. So this is really about the relationships that you know you're going to be meeting when you, when you have those gatherings. First, remember something fun about your past with that other person, with that family member. I want you to do this before you arrive that family gathering, and then I want you to be ready to share that story with that person or with the family group. Hey, guys, do you remember when we went on that family trip and the transmission fell out and yet we had to, like, hitchhike and, and then, you know, Susie there, she, like, tripped and scraped herself and then Bobby had to carry her all the way for two miles. Wow, I'm just coming up with a great imagination of a story right now. We laugh so hard. Remember the past. Be grateful for it. Then write down, before you go to the family gathering, write down the things you're thankful for in those relationships. Because that's going to keep your heart from bitterness and anger and angst. You're going to enter that family gathering with gratitude that is gonna build greater connection in those family units, in those family relationships. And then create one or two, you're gonna need to do this ahead of time because you might not be able to, when there might be feeling like tension in the room and you wanna kind of escape, you're gonna need to already be prepared. One or two statements about what you wanna see in the future for those relationships. Maybe it was like, you know, really enjoyed our time together. I hope we can keep building up on our relationship because this is a great day. I hope. You're talking about the future. I hope. Hey, we had some good laughs today, didn't we? I, I hope we can do this again soon. 
So you're not leaving that family gathering with greater divisions and greater divides. And it's like, oh my word, we are not going over there again. <laughs> or I'm glad this only happens once a year. I can hardly wait to get back home. Or, or I can hardly wait till the family leaves our house. No, you're going to leave with a sense of greater connection. But then you're always praying. And this is what you're doing. You're praying, Holy Spirit, give me an opportunity. Is there, is there needing to be hope felt in this situation? Is there somebody who's, who's needing the peace of you, Lord Jesus? And that, that allows you to have a conversation about Jesus. Because if you're all balled up with tension and stress and divide and division, which, by the way, there's, the kingdom of God's not there. You're not going to be experiencing the kingdom of God in that moment. But if you are grateful for the past, thankful for the present, and hopeful for the future, it keeps your heart soft and it keeps your spiritual ears open to what the work of the Holy Spirit wants to do. Would you be willing to do that this holiday season? There is a lot of negative to talk about in this world today, but don't go there. Because there's a lot of hope that people need through Jesus Christ. And it starts with us. We're either going to walk with the negative and pointing out all the things that are wrong in this world and create all of our opinions, or we're going to walk with hope and peace, love and joy, the fruits of the Spirit, and we're going to steward our relationships by the three things. This is what we're going to be grateful for the past, thankful for the present, and hopeful for the future. I believe you can do it. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, and this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live on your computer or on your device. We want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching.